Hi folks, I'm Matt Peters and this is Since Last We Spoke. This is the Cast Today episode for June 23rd and this was a little bit different. Um, I catch up with Sean Akins, who you guys may know as Kochi Soulstar. He's a uh, hip-hop artist in Chicago. He's a former comic shop owner. Uh, we wanted to catch up and just kind of talk about his journey since the last time he and I were on the mic together uh, during Cast Today last year. So we wanted to catch folks up with what's been happening and... I sincerely appreciate Sean being so candid about everything. It's it's a tough one. It really is. I don't want to undercut that at all. It does get lighthearted at points. You know, he and I are good friends, so we do joke around a little bit, just trying to take the tension off, uh, you know, for each other's benefit, and of course, for you guys. So, listen in. Uh, I, I hope no one is going through anything as drastic within the sound of my voice. But if you are, even if it's something slightly comparable, hopefully hearing the attitude that Coaches has about all this will encourage you to keep fighting. Let you know that you're not alone. And uh, yeah, here's my conversation with Sean Akins. <laughs> ah, man. Okay. So, what do you want to cover today? Uh, I had no. I, since this is all like just happening, I don't know. Yeah. Like, whatever yeah, you yeah. whatever you bring up, I will. Since you're the human podcast machine. I uh, yes, you know, Simplex's <laughs> podcast. I do it all. But I wanted to kind of just talk to you a little bit more, like about the overall situation you've been dealing with and everything. Mm-hmm. So. It's going to get interesting, but I don't want you to feel like, you know, I'm trying to force you to answer anything. If you want to just move away, just move oh. away. Okay. Well, uh, I've been <laughs> around this thing head on since day one. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've seen you with the, uh, with the new art out there for the, uh, is it a new new album artwork that you got? Mm-hmm. With that X-Men uh, 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 inspiration and the Craven's Last Hunt inspiration. Yep. <laughs> That's great stuff, man. Who did the artwork for you? Uh, Aaron Pittman. Okay. Yeah. He's a local guy? Yeah. Well, he used to be local. I think now he lives in, in Missouri. Okay. But yeah, he used to live in Chicago. Is he like a full-time comic artist? Yeah. Oh, cool. I feel bad for not knowing who he is. Cause, yeah, I mean, he I... works with Dave Scheidt. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that... Him and Dave Scheidt are putting out that, uh, that pizza that that's uh, where the, is, is the pizza guy that's the serial killer? Oh, it's like horror. It's like horror based and around pizza. Okay, well so. that's that's two <laughs> of my favorite things. So I gotta look that up. Um, in the meantime, yeah, man, I really I really dug that artwork and I thought it was a cool like uh, like a respawn point yeah. for what you've been going through. So you know, um, of course, the name of the podcast is since last we spoke. So. Since last we spoke, you know, we were sitting in uh, the Flatiron Building, and yeah. we were uh, surrounded by comic books and everything like that. Uh, we were just kind of talking about comic shop operation and all that. So, uh, as much as you're comfortable telling, uh, what has happened since then? Um, you know, I unfortunately had to had to close the shop. Yeah. Um, after, uh, despite having weathered the you know the cancer storm and um, moving to a, a new location that I thought would 
build things up, it was actually kind of the reverse. Mm. Um, went from being inside of a building to being a storefront, actually um, changed our fortunes for the lesser, not for the greater. Um, it didn't have the desired effect. Uh, very, I was very disappointed in that. Um, you know, I had gotten an inv- I had gotten a, an investor, and you know, I thought like this is the move. Like, you know, instead of like trying to fix up the Flatiron where we were, yeah. I figured like you know I would take this money and move us to a new space and invest in that, and it just all slowly kind of came away. Especially after uh, after Christmas, I kind of saw the writing on the wall, mm. but I was still kind of you know like. Nah, it'll it'll turn around. Like this is, this is it'll turn around, and it just it just never did. Um, and it got into a point where I had to start making tough choices. Like, oh, do I pay for continued medical care, or do I funnel everything into the shop? And so I had to like really just take a step back and say, I gotta let this go because the 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 stress and the disappointment is killing me, and it's forcing me to make some real hard choices. Um, and you know, a lot of people got hurt. A lot of people got let down. A lot of people, you know, lost money. There's, you know, there's no other way to put it because, you know, um, I was uninsured also at the time. So every time I went to the doctor, I was paying out of pocket. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so there was, you know, so there was that because my insurance through the healthcare marketplace, they, that, that care, that provider canceled. Yeah. Um, and I never got the correspondence. I actually showed up to a um, to a, a post cancer treatment, and they were like, "Tiki tack, tiki tack. Um, do you have another insurance?" Oh, no. and I was like, "No." They just and and the fact that they had taken uh, money out that month, so I was like, "Well, they I just paid them three hundred dollars." And they were like, "Well, if you want this to happen, this is how much this is going to cost." And I had to work out a payment plan with the hospital. Yeah. And, you know, so it was just like a, it was like a lot of stuff. And I was making some real tough choices because, like, the little bit of money that was still trickling in essentially just ended up going more towards my health care than it was product for the store. And so that became, you know, a very tense point. Um, a lot of people, I didn't tell a lot of people that because I was still trying to make everything happen. So I didn't want to say, oh, that prepaid money for your magic cards actually went to uh, getting my port, uh, cleaned out and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was very, it was a very tough, um, tough situation cause I was trying to make everybody happy. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, ended up letting like a lot of people down and, you know, I, 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 I had to almost like, I'm like, I gotta chalk this one up to a loss. Like, you know, I was like, cause I can't make everybody happy. Like, this is the reality of it. Like, this is come to this and nobody's winning, you know, and I know, and I know when it comes to other people's money, they don't understand that sometimes they're like, oh, well, you just took my money. It's like, actually, I I really didn't like, it's not like I went out here and bought, you know, uh, uh, Jordans and and gold chains, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like I was actually trying to stay on top of things, but it just all came apart. Yeah. I mean, the, the situations that you've been in, uh, over this past year alone I mean of course last time we did talk you and I had discussed it you know like off mic of course just because it was there was you were still in a situation where the status quo was um, I don't say maintainable it, it was like the 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 from the outside looking in the status quo was still there yeah so of course it's not something that 
understandably, you feel everybody is worth telling. I totally get that. But when things started kind of going downhill, uh, like what you, what you just described, of course, it's comes to the point where you have to start letting people know what's going on. And you did. You totally did. Um, but what I was getting at ultimately was just going to say, a lot of folks can say what they would do in that situation, but nobody knows what they would do in that yeah. situation. And there are tough choices that had to be made, and you made them. So you're here now, and... This is the next chapter. Yeah, this is this is the next chapter. You know, I've I've returned to the workforce. Um, you know, I'm still still dealing with fallout from the cancer treatment. Uh, liver got damaged, so you know I have a uh, liver disease. Um, it's a uh, it's it's treat it's at a stage where it's treatable. So as long as I I gotta get myself out of the out of the red zone, as uh, my doctor kind of called it. So you know they've they've got me seeing a nutritionist a hepatologist which does not mean you have hepatitis but a liver specialist is called, uh, it's called a hepatologist yeah, I, before people think of the liver disease hepatitis i don't have hepatitis sounds like you had to clarify that a few times yes. I, have, I have i had to tell people oh yeah and i see my hepatologist like hepatologist you have hepatitis right, right. no 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 i don't have hepatitis and those are the people who bust you out and ask you straight up <laughs> right people like, oh uh. no it's, yeah. it's not hep, it's not hepatitis. Um, it's just a matter of the liver is not filtering everything completely properly. Things are holding on, thus creating scarring. Yeah. Um, so the goal is to is is to um, stay on meds, stay on treatment, drop weight so my liver doesn't have to work as hard, and you know, uh, get past that. Right. Right. So. So you got to do you got to do all that. You're going through that, but while you're doing all that. Um, interestingly enough, you're not alone. <laughs> I am not. You got family. You got people that care about you. Uh, I count myself among them. You know. Yes, yes indeed. You, um... And I, I'm totally not looking for a pat on the back. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you have a lot of folks, and I, I do see you out there on social media, and I see that uh, your lady is standing by your side, and that's real mm -hmm. cool. That's real yes, cool to is. see that. You know, she even adopted the soul star name she did yes she did. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's real cool that you have that support uh system um speaking of uh, soul star you are still performing right yes um i just performed a couple weeks ago at um i think it was called off the top mm. off the top 10 is uh what probably who will go down as a chicago underground legend sam i am yes um from his days on on both uh on, on the bet freestyle friday and everything he, that's his um series of hip-hop shows yeah it's called off the top so it's it's a combination of of battle and live performances so you know so i performed and you know i've written a lot of stuff over the over the past couple of years it's like a ton um i just you know some of it i felt like yeah maybe i shouldn't record this but um it, it, like anything else the rumor mill starts to come back to you of course and, and and people start to count you out and that's kind of where the whole thing of the theme of the next album kind of came from it's like i'm hearing people uh count me out both in the in the hip-hop scene and then also you know because of everything that happened they're just like oh you know he, he he's done yeah he, like how what, what 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 does he have left in the tank so you know that's where my in my head i'm like you know i'm like i'm not dead yet y'all like i'm still here right um, and so that's where the whole theme of not dead yet uh, came from. Yeah, that that um, that imagery is very powerful. And so you know, Conic Heads is really 
something that we can latch on to and just know, like, okay, he's he's serious. He means business. Yeah. If he's conjuring these stories, <laughs> about to escape the Hellfire Club, for real. Like, yeah. that's cool. You know, I was, uh, earlier on this month, I was talking to uh, King Dirty from uh, Illy Soul Music, and we started talking about different producers that we enjoy, and of course, uh, Dilla came up. Of course. So, it amazes me that you would get that type of uh, treatment from some of the people in the hip-hop community who would count you out, given the fact that Dilla was on his, basically just sitting in a hospital, just making beats up until the time he passed away. You got Fife Dog, who was doing the same thing, making beats. They did a crossover video where Fife Dog was, like, addressing, yeah. uh, you know, what was going on with Dilla at the time, and he was going through his own struggle, and it was like, okay, this is this is something that, unfortunately, is a reality for a lot of folks, uh, not only hip-hop artists, so as long as you're out there putting out content, that's something that should be celebrated. That's something they should be backing, for sure. I definitely agree with you there, but I think because I'm a local, you yeah. know, like, like you know, like, my, my reach only extends throughout the city and you know um there are like definitely like new cats who like like when they see me perform they're like i even know you existed wow um, <laughs> and you know and that you know that that's that's fine because like you know i wasn't it's not like it was my everyday thing it wasn't like i was like really out here out here trying to be like chance and and stuff i did it because i i did it um out of the love yeah. for the for the art um, which is why, like, all my albums are kind of spacey and crazy because I'm just like, I'm just gonna say, I'm doing say what I want to say, yeah. And the format be damned. Uh, the newer stuff is gonna come out though, probably more in line with a traditional uh, hip hop album because I just kind of feel like, um, uh, I, I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like '94, '95 again. Oh uh, yeah, those <laughs> so, are good times. <laughs> so I'm kind of feeling like you know I, I need to go back to the days when if someone told me they rhyme like are oh, we battling like right now like we going this is it this is happening right now. Yes. And so I kind of been writing recently from that perspective, but I am gonna put out the stuff from the cancer days. Um, eventually I just have to. It for that stuff is definitely like somber yeah um and so i was trying i was like now nah, you know i don't want my first album in like five years to be like all this depressing like oh i'm, I'm in chemotherapy writing these rhymes like i kind of wanted to i reference it though yeah i do i do i do reference it in fact there's a line that um uh, a friend of mine who he, he kind of heard me going over the song he was like ooh, he's like that's the line right there <laughs> and I, I think it was like um i was like I graduated from the school of the gifted. This rhyme was wrote in chemo, so it was born so it was born into sickness. You know, so it was like <laughs> That is that is dope. I like that. I like that. So that's not <laughs> um, Yeah. But yeah, so like but the definitely is this next one is definitely gonna be like, you know, I'm kinda coming out the corner punching. Uh, you know, so it's, I'm definitely gonna go for like a, a more, you know, boom boom feel to it. Nice. Okay. I'm really looking forward to that. You know, it's cool about hip-hop, too. Like, you got guys like Childish Gambino out here who shows you can put out a, a more somber, low-key album. Yeah. People will still get with that. Yeah. But it's definitely about what you're feeling right now. If you feel like you want to make that just that banger, get that out there, you can. You have all this backlog now that you can pull from when the yeah. time is right. And so, you know, I'm expecting to see big things continue to happen, man. That's that's the goal. Yeah. That's the, I, that's the goal. I remember seeing you up there a couple years ago with Mega Ran. You know, mm -hmm. that was that was incredible. That was like 
my homie has arrived. This is it. <laughs> Performing at Reggie's, that was great. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's kind of funny. That was my second show with Mega Ram. Really? Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know, I was an impromptu opener for MC Chris at oh, Subterranean. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Mega Ram was on the, on the uh, ticket that night. And what was so great about that night is that MC Chris came into the store back when it was at its original, original location on north close to Ashland. Yeah. Um, and he was buying comics. And I looked at him. I'm like... You look familiar to me. <laughs> and, and so, you know, he go, he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, you like hip hop? I'm like, yeah, you know, I MC myself, but I hadn't picked up on who he was yet. Yeah. And so, you know, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. And he was like, hey, you want to, you, you know, so he tells me who he is. And, you know, I go, oh, that's where I know you from. Oh, I was like, what are you doing down here? He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm performing down the street. It's such rain. I'm like, oh, yeah, I heard of that. Um, he was like, hey, you want to, you want to open? And I was like, well, yeah, sure. Like, you know, me, like, I don't lack confidence. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. And apparently, as Meg- after the show, uh, Mega Ran and Adam Warrock were talking to me, and they were like, yeah, Chris told us, like, yeah, he got this local guy just inserting the video's going to open. And he was, and they were like, is he dope? And Chris was like, I don't know. I haven't heard him. And they were just looking at him like, <laughs> you didn't, like, listen to him? Like, I, I guess they were expecting, like, this whole thing there. Maybe I freestyled or something uh-huh. for him, a spit a rhyme. I was actually, like, eating the burger. Oh, no. Like, that, that entire time he was, like, in the store. <laughs> and so in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, he doesn't know about me. He doesn't know about me. <laughs> and so I came and, I, like, I killed it. Like, you know, people loved it. Yeah. And, and like, and so then, you know, after the show, they're like, yeah, we, we didn't know what to expect. We thought you were going to be, like, Super whack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't know what they, they didn't know what they had in store right there, man. That's cool. Yeah, man. Um, Mega Ran's a cool dude. Like he has a podcast. He talks about uh, pro wrestling a lot. Yeah. You know, so that's right up my wheelhouse, right, right. there. You know, so yeah, man. That's that's really cool. Though. It's, it's so out of touch with wrestling. Yeah, I know. It's 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 it comes in waves. There's there's hardcore wrestling fans, and then there's people who are just like, okay, this is great. I really enjoy these type of moments, these storylines. And there's other times where it's like, okay, that's a giant chicken. I don't really have time to do this during the week. It's Monday night. This is three hours of my time. Right. You know. <laughs> I, guess, I guess because I got out of it at such a young age, which, like, some people think is is funny because I'm so into comics and sci-fi and all this other, you know, uh, uh, high fantasy stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, it takes, it takes the wind out of your sails when you hit your cousin with a folding chair yeah. and he doesn't get right back up. <laughs> Like, like, you know, like, like, like we had just watched like, like some big match between Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes. And, and you know, and, and, and someone ran in as they normally do, someone to help Macho Man, mm. and they hit Hogan in the back of the head with a folding chair. Mm. And so in my head, I'm like, yeah, we play wrestling tomorrow. I'm doing that. I'm doing yeah. that right there. Yeah. And so, you know, he, so he's doing his, he's doing his Hulk Hogan thing as he normally does. And I was Macho Man. And I was just like. Oh yeah, and I hit him with the with the folding chair, and he didn't get back up right away. I'm, 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 I'm laughing, but that's messed up. That's messed up. You know what it was? Your cousin wasn't saying his prayers and eating his vitamins. That's the problem. You got to have that incorporated into the character before you get with the chair. Wow. So yeah, and you know, so you know, then then you know, there was the, the hospital visit and the words concussion were thrown oh, around. No. And, oh man! And, and they and and the uh, the doctor, you know, at, at, sat me down because this was, you know, this was in the eighties when doctors probably still smoked in the waiting room. Yeah. And he was like, yo, you, you know, 
<laughs> wrestling is not real. Let me tell you something, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling's not real. You can't just go hitting people with chairs expecting them to bounce back up. Uh, and I'm just like, point taken. And I was kind of like, you know, and I, I got back into it around the time of The Rock and Stone Cold yeah. because they were such a departure yeah. from what I was used to. And they talked the best trash. They did. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And but like at that point, I was so removed that me watching them, I was like, okay, are they wrestling? No, then I'm not, I'm not watching. A lot of folks felt that way. Yeah. They, between them and the D-Generation X, it was like, I'm watching them. I'm not watching Raw. Right. Because the other guys, it's like you had... What, uh, Savio Vega and guys like that's like, you don't even know the names. It's just, all right, this is yeah. job or one, job or two. Yeah, I mean, I knew Rey Mysterio. I knew, yeah. Well, the Big Show had been around forever anyway. For sure. For sure. So I had The Undertaker. And, you know, I knew, I, like, I knew all the, all the big, big names. Yeah. But there would be, like, all these side matches. I'm like, who is this guy? Right, right, right. I, see, I was a big fan of the, um, of the underdogs. So I love the job squad. I love Mick Foley and Al Snow. That's, you, know, you, know, you know, I liked, I liked Mankind. Like, yeah. I knew, like, that's, that's, I remember him as Mankind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him more as Mankind. Um. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's an interesting fantasy world to get into, but, you know, as a nerd like me, you know, you understand, there's not enough time in the day. Uh-oh. Oh, my son's got it. Okay. Yeah, there's not enough time in the day, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, I can either read some more books, I can play some video games, or I can watch wrestling. Right. You know, two of those things ain't gonna get done. So, right. you know, <laughs> you gotta you gotta choose your nerd time wisely. Exactly. I totally get you, man. Exactly. Yeah. So that's cool. Are you um are you currently like reading anything right now? Are you checking any books out? Yeah. You know, um, I I am behind, but I'm like I've I've been I've been keeping I'm I'm keeping abreast on Secret Empire. Yeah. Uh, I've been keeping abreast on Batman and Flash. Um. Uh, Saga, Wicked and Divine, um, Invincible Iron, well, Ironheart, even though the book's still called Invincible Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite right now is probably the infamous Iron Man, because I'm a big Doctor Doom fan. I love Doctor Doom, and that, a big part of that is just, you know, the, the, the melodrama that he brings upon himself, you know. And again, that ties right back into hip-hop. You think about MF Doom, you know. Hey, oh, yeah, he's just, he just, he... He portrayed that character perfectly yeah. through the rhymes. I love it. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. Well, I mean, I guess it would be more Victor Vaughn. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Either way. It's just the same. Either way, yeah. <laughs> it's the same. But, yeah, that's good stuff, man. <laughs> so, you know, they've been making a lot of announcements uh, these past couple of days. They just put one out today uh, where they're doing this homage to, like, the old school where they're taking these, these classic Marvel covers and they're putting uh, the current characters in there. Okay. And fans learned a couple of things that they were a little disappointed in, especially because, you know, we've, we've been on a roll lately with seeing all these characters of color mm-hmm. stepping up to the main roles and not just being pushed to the side, right. like Ironheart, like you said. Um, one of the things that was a little disappointing was the fact that Sam Wilson in this cover, I guess it's like, a, what is it called, lenticular, where mm-hmm. you can, like, move it around and it changes? Yeah. So the lenticular cover shows a classic Captain America uh, cover, and then you move it and it shows Sam Wilson. But he's back in the Falcon gear. Ah, and it's wow. like, okay, what happened during Secret Empire that that's going to change, you know? Well, from what I from what I understand, this is, um, Secret Empire is going to be a, it's going to leak, because the, since the Cosmic Cube was involved, yeah. all bets are off as far as, like, how reality will be after it's done. Yeah. Um, as much as I am a huge Marvel fan, I, I've been a Marvel zombie um, for years, the um, 
where where is when DC relaunches their universe is normally um, it's normally done in a crisis. Marvel is normally done done sometimes in a war or mm-hmm. or other other little things um, along the way. But Marvel's big out. You you know reality is going to change when the Beyonders or the Cosmic Cube is involved. Um, you <laughs> yes. just know you just know that that they have hit like a point where it's like okay. Uh, something's gotten stale, so we gotta do this now. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I do like though is that Marvel's continuity, um, overall, eighty I would say that eighty nine percent of Marvel's continuity is intact. Okay, yeah. Um, I would say that you can still draw an almost straight line from Amazing Fantasy fifteen uh-huh. to today. Well, almost straight. Line. You're you're including Jonathan Hickman's stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> that's that's personally that's where I get stuck. Like with the Hickman stuff, that's where I'm like, you all enjoy that. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and what, wait for all this to blow over. What you what you have to what you have and as someone who's read Jonathan Hickman's work for years, both on his image stuff and his Marvel stuff, yeah, is that he plays the longest con, the longest. Yeah, there are things that Jonathan Hickman has done that are still reverberating. He hasn't written a Marvel book in almost three years. That's true. That's There's true. things that he done. He plays the long game, and he that's where the curve, to me, and honestly, that's where the curve comes in. It's like straight line, and then we're going to go up, 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 mm-hmm. up, and then we're going to yeah. bring you back down. Yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, that that's like his... Um, <laughs> That's his MO. That, that, that's his that's his MO, and yeah. unfortunately, like, the, while there are many other talented writers that come after him, it's almost like writing after Grant Morrison. Oh, but yeah. but not but not in the not not on the same scale. It's like Hickman goes goes big, Morrison goes obscure big. That's true. That's Mor- true. Morrison Morrison will say, yeah, that that one panel in the first issue of that book was the most important panel of the whole thing even though it was only like this big yeah yeah and and I, I need you to go back to that yeah so yeah the final uh, final crisis and all that stuff yeah. back in the day oh yeah yeah he's like yeah. I need you to go back to that and I'm like oh you and what was funny when final crisis ended I was like oh he should have called it Superman and the magic wish machine right right um cause like he gave he gave him that out and then also I was like, Superman wished for everyone to be better than they were before, but he didn't wish his best friend back to life. Mm. I was like, that's a dick move. That is. That is. <laughs> that's the definition. But also, that was a selfish Grant Morrison move because Grant Morrison was writing Batman at the time. Uh-huh. And he wanted that out to have Dick Grayson and Damien. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, it was an editorial move at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it was, it was an editorial. Yeah. They can explain it away saying Superman was under a lot of stress and, you know, even though he has the... Uh, accelerated Kryptonian intelligence. He still had to make a decision based on his gut, and he made that choice. But what's great is, is that Grant Morrison could have just called that entire thing. Hey, remember Seven Soldiers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> remember Seven Soldiers and how great that was? No, you didn't read it. Well, guess what? You got it by the trade now. <laughs> right. He sold some trades, didn't he? <laughs> oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Man, so that's that's cool. Um, I I think maybe I need to give Hickman another chance now that. It's all blown over. I think. Read his Fantastic Four run first. Okay. Now that that I, I will I will acquiesce and say that was good. I really enjoyed that. I was with it even after uh, they did what they did with Johnny. 
you know, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the even the hype was entertaining. Mm -hmm. They had midnight releases and everything, yeah. and the the number three on a, a poly bag cover. You know, poly bag covers. That's that's a, a big legacy to live up to after Death of Superman. You got to come correct <laughs> if it's a poly bag. Yeah. The only complaint I had about that issue, and I feel like I've told you this. In fact, I might have said this on the last time we did the podcast. The fact that they put a Wolverine ad right before the scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you did. Yeah, that's how much it still bothers me. It's like, oh, this touching moment is gripping. By Wolverine. All right, back to the story. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, comics going to be comics. That is, that is true. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you catching up with me, and uh, I will share links in the show notes for those that want to check out uh, your most recent stuff and see where you're going to be performing next. Uh, of course, you know, I'm sure I say this on behalf of everybody listening. I wish you the best with your health and thank you, with thank you know, you. the comeback and everything, man. But in truth, you never left. So that, that is that is true. Right on. All right, man. True. Thanks for being on the show. No problem. Anytime, man. Thank uh, you. All right. Thank you, folks, for listening. This is Matt Peters for Sean Aiken saying, stay mighty.